Hey, we wanted to share some recent content with you from our 2022 When She Leads conference, where our theme was Breaking New Ground, taken from Hosea 10:12. Here is one of our breakout sessions. So I am Robin Lewis, and I just want to make sure you are in the How to Teach Women class. That the, the, the key word is teach, right? But we are going to talk a second about women. Because why do we have to have a class that specifically says how to teach women? All right, anybody have any ideas? Because the men can teach the men? Oh, okay. That's interesting. Sometimes teaching women is like herding cats. Oh, uh, yeah. Sometimes teaching men is like herding cats. Sometimes teaching Christians is like herding cats, right? That's why we're called sheep, right? <laughs> you got to herd them and direct them and lead them. What else? Why, why teach women? We learn differently. We, we learn differently. Very true. We're, I think we're more diverse in our styles of learning, um, and we'll talk about that a little bit. But here's an interesting thing for me that I want to make sure that you know, that we need to remember that we as women are first and foremost uniquely made. Like you got to think about the fact that in the book of Genesis, when he created woman, he, she was created differently than man and all the other animals. And that's a unique thing. Like God created us from flesh and bone. Adam was from the dust. Like, think about that. All the animals were from the dust. We are the ones that are his masterpiece. The other thing that's interesting is, do you, do you know that we're his final creation act? Woman was created last and, and equally created in his image. And so think about man from the dust. Sorry back there, buddy. <laughs> And woman is from flesh and bone. We are unique. And in that uniqueness, we need to remember who he says we are. And whoever we're encountering, if they are a woman, they are created in the image of God, just like you are. Sometimes I think I've forgotten as I'm ministering to someone who's got a hard head and just doesn't want to get what God's word says. I have to remember wait, she's made of flesh and blood just like me, right? She's, she's created in God's image. So then I have to go and say, okay, God, what is it that you want me to say? God, how do I, how do I infiltrate her life, as Kelly said? She wants us to infiltrate the community, but how do I infiltrate her life to where the word of God can penetrate? So check out this picture. Okay, so this is geode. Have everybody seen this, right? And what's interesting about geode, let me see if I can use my mouse. And so you see right here, this is the harder outside shell. So it starts as a big old rock, they chip into it, and then what they find is all of these layers, and at the very base of this, we get this, am what's that word? Amethyst, right? So think about us as women. 
There are times, and I can speak for myself, that I had a hard outer shell, right? And I, because of layers of things that have happened in my life. And I need something to penetrate through the hard layer shell. Like this rock, it, the geode is made because either, either was lava or whatever, there was a formation of rock and inside was oxygen and water. And it began to produce these layers. And then the beauty of it is it comes down to being these beautiful crystals. So now think about that as for us as women, right? We know women who, who are hard. And the only thing through persistence of the word of God, do we reach the gem that they really are? And do we help them to reach the fact that they are created in God's image? Like, and isn't it, wasn't that important for you? The day you found out who you were, right? The day that I read the book of Ephesians, or actually listened to Pastor Chuck's Chuck Tracks, and he said, who are you? Like, who are you in Christ? But I had this shell that I didn't know who I was. I didn't know my giftings. And to teach as a young girl, when I, before I was even saved, I, I remembered I taught a group of girls at a YMCA camp in New York City because they were a bunch of brats. And I was done with them being bratty. They, we, were, we were 12. Like, we should have been. But for some reason, at the little pond fire that night, they were like, oh, does anybody want to share anything? And, and they all kind of share. And, and I just was like, y'all need to stop. This is not how we should be treating each other. But I didn't even know who I was. So there's probably situations in your life where you recognize, oh, wait a minute. I was just, what was that that just happened between her? How many moms in here? Okay, so you find yourself teaching how many times a day? You're either teaching and using it as a teachable opportunity, or you're like, just get out of here. <laughs> I'm just, I, I've been there. So I just wanted to first help us to, to kind of seed plant the fact Every woman you encounter, whether it's like this, me standing here, or you're having a one-on-one -on -one conversation, or we're all created in the image of God. Saved or unsaved, we're all created in the image of God. You got that? So that's the first thing. But now we're going to talk about who we are. So I need to know who you guys are. I kind of shared a little bit about me. So... Okay, pastor's wives in here, ministry leaders, Sunday school teachers. What? Tell me. Anybody? Am I missing anything? Women's ministry. Okay. All right. And is there something that's happening that you're choosing to take this class? Why are you here? Why? You want more confidence, okay? All right, all right. I feel I'm not equipped. Not equipped. Not equipped enough, okay? All right. 
I think those are two ends of the spectrum, right? Confidence and equipping. Because confidence can easily lead to pride, right? If we get too confident. But then the equipping is important for day to day. Just in, like I work at Calvary Chapel Schools and my coworker, um, we are, we're making lots of changes in our environment. And we have to see things as teachable moments to be able to instruct. Instead, I want to go in in my personality and say, this is how you're going to do it, <laughs> right? But when you have people who have been doing something the exact same way all the time, and the natural nature is not to change, you move from just do what I say to, okay, here's the reason why. Or help me understand. And that's a big part of teaching because we think about, oh, we're just up here and we're just doing this and we're talking and we're sharing our notes and all of that. Because that I feel like in the kingdom of God, that pigeonholes us because there's opportunity and opportunities all the time to be able to share your life, experience your faith stories like we've been listening to with people and you don't even realize that you're teaching them. It's your testimony and the word of God that teaches people how to change, okay? Um, how have you found yourself teaching women? Any, okay, so we have some pastor's wives in here. So do you do, um, Study nothing. Tell, what what, are, what have you been doing with your women? Oh, okay, all right. Have you shared your testimony? No. Okay. Anybody else? Very cool. Very cool. All right. So here we go. So. How do you learn? We learn vis visually, auditorily, right? Kinetics, right? We're always using our hands or reading and writing. So I'm sitting listening to Kelly, and this was great. In front of me is a lady who's knitting. Where is she at on this spectrum? She's learning. But that's the way that she best learned. When I was in Bible college and the girls would be knitting in the classroom, I'm like thinking, what the heck are you doing? I'm up here teaching. I worked really hard and you're knitting? Like, I would be like, what in the world? And then just recently, one of them said, that was how I paid attention. And I didn't, I, I had no clue. Because I didn't understand that people who have to constantly move with their hands, they're in that kinesthetic mode. They're learning, but they need to get up. The lady that stands up in the back, and you're like, why is she just standing there? And she's just like, that's where she learns. But I'm also auditory and visual. So I love to listen to podcasts. I love to listen to teachings. But then visual, that's why we have PowerPoint. Because the PowerPoint is my guide to be able to instruct and to encourage. Like, so some of you in your teaching, that may be where your notes are. Others have their little packet of notes, their, you know, 40 font on the page, and they're, they're reading. I've, I've literally seen people, and I, and I, I love it. They, this is how they teach. 
and they're reading their notes, and that's okay, right? But we also learn by reading and writing. So to the left of me was the scribe. Like she was getting every single word that Kelly was saying this morning. And then to the right of me was the person she had, I first thought it was an iPad, but she had her phone connected to a keyboard and had her notes open and taking notes from the teaching. So right there, right beside me, are three different ways that women engage. Men probably would not bring their knitting to a conference. <laughs> they, they wouldn't do it. But here, I watched. Just, and then there were others who were just glued, and they're watching the flapping arms. You know, like that's... <laughs> that's why I wear long sleeves, because I know. I totally know, right? But what is your learning style? Is it the same as your teaching style? Because the way you learn and take in the information may have to be different in how you give that information away. It, it may, and it may be exactly the same. But remember, the key is, who's your audience? What is your audience? Am I teaching? Junior hires? <laughs> Am I teaching in a room where all of a sudden I'm thinking I've prepared a message, right? And I've got all my notes. That's why I always print my notes just in case there's no ability for PowerPoint. And you're in an auditorium where there's five other groups of 100 each and you're trying to communicate. So it's, there's a variety of ways. But what's the goal for us is how we learn, right? We need to rejoice at the word of God. We need to recognize that there are great spoils found in the word of God. I love the fact that, um, does anybody, everybody know Debbie Bryson? Okay, she, okay, so she's the little tiny lady that's here at, on, um, at the conference. She's wearing green today. But the first time I met her was at the conference center here in Marietta. And she did what was called the Bible bus. And basically, she taught women how to go through the Bible, just reading through the Bible. Not necessarily studying the Bible, but just simply going through it. And I was like, oh, that's what I was doing. But I had no concept. When I was going and just reading chapter after chapter after chapter, and she had laid out a whole plan where here's your schedule, this is how you can do it, and it was a blessing, but the way she presented it is what inspired and encouraged the women. And so she's just doing the Bible bus, right? So it's just kind of interesting. So how, uh, I don't want to ask that question. I changed my mind. Okay, so... We are the sower's toolbox. So you see this little box right here? Can you see it? Do you want me to hold it up? It's, I stole it from my roommate. <laughs> she, she has all this stuff in the garage, and so I was like, oh wait, I need a toolbox. Well, the first thing I want to show you is my little Bible bear. And when I was at the Bible college, I was like, how do I get the opportunity just to be in the Word of God with the students? 
And what I did was I had an announcement and I put the announcement out and I said, so go find the bear at five o'clock, bring your Bible, and we're simply going to read together. And we picked a book and we read the book and then we just simply discussed. So you can come up with creative ways. So right, this, it says here in this verse, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for what? Wait, the word of God is profitable for what? Teaching, right? For reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And I loved how Brenda broke that down last night. Like, I love the Old Testament language. I love the biblical language. So the first thing when she started talking about the two different words for righteousness, I busted out my logos and pulled up the verse and started clicking. Like, resources to be able to help you move in the direction that will bring confidence in what you're teaching. And so here within my little book, I have The Knowledge of the Holy. And if you haven't read this recently, this is a book you, you, that just the title seems intimidating. But what it does is it walks you through the character traits of God. And when you're ministering to women in hard places, you need to know the character traits of God. You need to know that he's in that place, that he's everywhere. He's omnipotent. Like, we need to know that he's faithful. We need to recognize that. And so when we're teaching, we have the privilege of, of being able to pull the attributes of God to be able to encourage and equip women instead of placating them in their situations because we don't know what to say. So that's a tool and a resource that you should have go through, even if you have your women go through it in a Bible study. We just did that um, at Joyful Life. So we met on Tuesday over the break, and we just went through each of the chapters and recognized, wow, God, you're so able. Um, resources like this to talk about and find other women in the Bible, right? And then, like, I don't just read this. I go find the text, right? So I'm studying the text. So when I'm talking, I'm not talking this author's opinion. I'm looking at the word of God. This helps to sure give me some, a little confidence of what I look, might be looking for, but it's not the word of God. Um, if you're, so like here's a, a recent study that um, um, Cheryl Broderson did. And right now we're just looking at Elijah and we're going solely through Elijah. And last week I was just like, you're kidding me. Like the proximity of Elijah gave him the confidence to be obedient to God. The closer he was, to God, it was like, think, go back and look at Elijah 17. You're like, wait, what? I'm going to go lay down on my side. I'm going to have a raven, an unclean bird feed me. Like, hello. Like, those are the kind of things. And from what Kelly said, you guys have tons and tons of uh, studies that are available just on her website. Like, probably on the Costa Mesa website, there's ton. Probably on, uh, well, Brenda has um, Far Above Rubies, right? Have you got, any of you been through that? Oh, it's so amazing. Like just walking through that. So 
we need to know that <clears throat> all scripture is breathed out by God, which is profitable. You know, when uh, the lady that shared today at the end, and she was talking about how the Lord gave her the suffering of all suffering verses, like, um, okay, oh, oh, oh. Like when she was saying it, I was just like, I'd be like, um, give me another verse. But it is. It trained her in what? Righteous living. How to respond in the midst of a situation. So remember this. Oh, not that. Um, there is nothing like the written word of God for showing us the way to salvation. And that doesn't mean you have to have the four points to, you know, or the Romans road memorized. Just letting the word of God work in the life. Having a one-on-one -on -one meeting with someone who's not saved and just going through your favorite book of the Bible, the, maybe the book that changed your life. Like, I love to disciple through the book of Ephesians. Because those first three verses in the book of Ephesians where it says, who, who are you in Christ? Like when Pastor Chuck said, Paul said, I'm an apostle by the will of God. And Pastor Chuck says, and so who are you in Christ? And that removed me from my own identity to Christ identity. And then the rest of the chapter just through verse 14 was the next step in changing my life. So find that, because that book takes you through not only who you are in Christ, it tells you how to live your life, and it tells you that there's an enemy that wants to rip out your very soul, but God and his armor are what we need. So I wanna talk a little bit more about uh, profitable for teaching. And it's like, think about this. It's to provide instruction in a formal or informal setting, or even in an informal manner. So um, how many of you do home groups? Okay. So that's an informal setting, right? How many of you, like I mentioned, the Bible bear, just meet with a few ladies and read the word of God together? That's an informal setting. And if you're the facilitator or the leader of that group, make sure you're reading ahead. So that way you can give genuine input as, even though as you're reading it, you're like, oh, but did you catch this? Or, oh, no, that, that, that's not quite right. This is what the word of God says. This is how it goes. Um, so I encourage you in that. And what is it for? To equip the saints for the work of ministry, their ministry. How beautiful for me to be standing here. I love to teach women, and I'm teaching women how to teach, like to be able to encourage you in the very fact of equipping you for whatever the work of ministry God's called you to. Whether you do it scared or you do it prepared, either way, right? I love that. And it's for what? The equipping of the body. So what does that mean? It's letting go of what you've been what you're teaching, so that way they can mimic you. Um, just recently, um, okay, so I work for Calvary Chapel Schools, and they have a whole cheerleading team of like 20 girls. 
I see them every day at practice. Well, they just had a little girl's cheerleading camp, right? And I'm like thinking, oh, poor, you know, poor so-and-so, she's going to be worn out. But what was she doing? She taught her girls how to teach those girls. She was playing, living out the Titus to women, right? In equipping. And I, and, I, and I brought that to her attention and she just looked at me like, what are, you, what, are you, what are you talking about? I'm like, didn't you see it? Don't you see what you just did? You were training them to train others. So remember even for yourself, you're not just teaching for the sake of teaching and equipping and they get to leave, but you're teaching for the fact that they'll come and teach in the future, right? You want to have women coming alongside of you. At the, um, at the Bible college, we had what was called the OT, uh, what's it, uh, over the edge. Uh, it was six, eight weeks or something where all these kids would come. And we would have a woman's study night and a guy's study night. We used, on Sunday night, we would separate. And I love the fact of being able to look at the leadership that was working and serving and saying, do you want to share? We're talking about this tonight. And even, even if I was walking through the Bible, we're going to talk about this. So what's so cool is the worship leader, um, uh, Sarah, she was part of that. Krista was part of that. Like, like to, to be here and see them walking in what God's called them to, simply because we came together and we saw ourselves teaching. I saw myself. I'm equipping them. I'm not just here to just run off my notes. I'm equipping them for the purpose that God has. Amen? Okay. We're going to get there. I promise you I have questions. You can answer, ask questions. Um, so profitable for teaching until we all attain to the unity of faith and the knowledge of God. Like I was encouraging the, the cheerleading coach. I was like, how awesome for you to be able to train them up. Now, in the future, how can you incorporate the word of God? into your teaching to equip. It's Christian school, so she has liberty. But to equip them. Like, we have opportunities all the time. And so um, I just want to encourage you, in the simplest of things, you get to train up other women, young and old. Um, I'm going to keep moving. All right. So how do you prepare to teach? Somebody tell me. What do you, besides what I have on the board. <laughs> Cheaters. How to, okay, so you're brand new. What would you think you need to do to teach? <laughs> yes. I don't know who said that, but yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for, for me, one of the things I, in the word meditate, to meditate, remember, you've heard that that word is about chewing on the cud. It's like a cow who has four bellies, and what they do is they start with the topic. So someone would say, so like for example, they said, oh, you should do this how to teach women. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I went, all right, how to, 
how to teach women. How have I taught women in the past, Lord? And in the first chamber of the first stomach, it starts to just ruminate within me. And then, I know this sounds gross, but it comes up. And then it goes back into chamber number two. And it gets refined even more and more. Like you have to find your method, your way. And Lord willing, by the time I'm at the event, number four has been refined to enough to be able to present. And so you find that method. So the topic is hmm, women. Oh, hmm. Right? And you just choose to chew on it. Oh, it's Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, right? For good works that he has what? Planned for us. Oh, okay, what good works? Lord, have you planned for us? Well, first of all, masterpiece, I've been created in his image. What? I've not just been created to be the helpmate, but I'm created in God's image to be his good worker for his plan. And you just start ruminating on the word of God. And then you begin to take your notes, right? I, I love the fact that I could drive in my car, right? You're driving your car, you hit the note page, and you just let it start to record your thoughts. Get your thoughts down. Get your thoughts down. Get them out of your head and onto paper. And you can record, and then you have to go back and edit, but get your thoughts down. So like even last night, one of the thoughts that came said, speak the truth, not just your truth. Right? Because everybody wants your truth, but we want the truth. Right? There's an, there's an answer for everything right here. So we want to speak the truth of what the Word of God says, not just our truth. And in this society, we, they, well, what's your truth, Robin? My truth is that I am created in the image of God. I am chosen forgiven, redeemed. That's my truth. Not that I was da-da-da over the years or, you know, like I'm taking a writing and research class. My truth for that writing and research class was I do not know how to write because the past said you didn't know how to write. And I love the very fact that in that class, I was learning I would have liked more visual learning, but we won't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> um, but I was learning how to structure a research paper, right? And you just continue to be, you continue to learn and grow. But then also, you let the Spirit lead you. If you're not willing to let the Spirit lead you, then you'll have some issues, right? Because he could change the whole topic. You know, and you've sweated for days, months, and you're like, wait, what? But we have to be willing to let him lead us. Um, you have a choice. You can teach verse by verse. It's easier. You don't have to think about what you have to do next week, right? If you teach through a book of the Bible, 
You just keep following the storyline. You keep following through. Teaching verse by verse is much easier than, okay, so we're going to talk about the topic of forgiveness. Then we're going to talk about the topic of sin. Like, then you've got to find all this stuff. I love the fact that Pastor Chuck once said, talk about it when it shows up in the Word of God. Talk about it then. The other thing, in verse by verse, I did a retreat on the book of Nehemiah. It was like one of those, and why? Because of what the theme was. It was about being the warrior, the woman of prayer, and how, do you, how are you equipped in prayer? Well, Nehemiah starts out that way, but I couldn't skip stuff because it was just so good. So you have to know not only the audience, what the topic is, and the venue. Like, are you, are you actually capable of, of doing it? Topical. How many of you like topical? Okay. Topical is good. Better in context. Right? Because we could hop through and do a bunch of verses about a topic. And that's like, I, I, I used to love hearing the Bible's turn. Turn with me to this. Turn with me to that. But then it was like almost, wait a minute. I don't hear any pages because everybody had phones. <laughs> but then I realized the, that kind of method works. Just on um, Tuesday, I gave a short devotion on the book of Ephesians, but specifically on the word, love. And I could have gone through every single verse on love, but I was like, Lord, what do you want? And so I found the very first three, love. Last verse, love. And then, hello, chapter three. The height, the width, the depth, the length of the love of God. And it was a short, sweet, topical devotion that just spoke about the love of God and how you can love others. And it's seen in one another. So that topical is not a bad thing. It just depends on what's the time frame. You know, because you could race through tons of Bibles and it goes over everyone's head. You know? So, and book studies. So like... You have plenty of resources, like this is a book study, but this also was a book study. Someone else just told me they went through a book study called Divine, De Defined. Like, so you find a book study that's going to point them to the Word of God. But one of the most amazing things I think is, that's important is that you let it speak to you first. If you don't let it speak to you first, then you won't have confidence you won't be able to share because it hasn't spoken to you first. That's why you meditate. That's why you chew on the word of God. So that way you go, God can show you, oh, you're teaching on how to teach women. And throughout the last two weeks, it was like, oh, wow, when's Tuesday night, joyful life. We're having testimony night, worship testimony and encouragement. I was like, and so I went and I was like, okay, this is, this is cool. But what I realized was for those women, some of them had never shared their testimony before. 
and they had a few minutes just to share their testimony. So what, what, were we, what was Margaret, my leader, teaching them? Oh, how to share. Like, she takes part of our leadership and she puts them in the place to where they can share just a little bit. But then the encouragement came and I was like blown away. Because here the women started encouraging one another through the word of God, right? So teaching doesn't have to be your in front. Teaching has to be giving opportunities for your women to minister to one another. And if they start ministering to one another in groups, what will they do when they're one-on-one with someone else? They'll start to minister. They'll start to encourage. They'll start to equip. So let's talk a little bit more about resources. You guys are shy. I should have picked on one of you guys before. I should have set it up to where where someone would start the fire. Um, So here are some resources and helps. My first one is the Bible is the best commentary on the Bible. I am so thankful for Clark Van Wick in my Genesis class when he made, he said that statement and I was like, oh wait. So that's why it's so important for us as women to go through the word of God. Verse by verse, chapter by chapter, like get it in us. So I'll give you, oh, this is going to be funny because I have to put my hand. So I have to, I'm going to oh, sit this here. So here's the first time I'm reading through the Bible. I'm um, on a bus to go to work. And it's like an hour long ride. So what do I do? I start reading through the word. And I move through and I get through to, to the through Kings. And then all of a sudden I start getting into the prophets. And I was like, wait a minute. I saw that name before. I was like, wait. Oh, this is you, like, and this is you. And then you move forward, and then you get into the New Testament, and you're like, wait, Jesus, you, you, you're quoting over here? Oh, and like the book of Hebrews? Oh, my goodness. Like, just dive into the Old Testament by reading just that one chapter. Like, it is the best commentary. It's the very best. And you say, well, Robin, do I really need to read anything else? Yes. Because there have been scholars who have meditated on the word and poured into it. And God has spoken through them to equip us. That's why I love the biblical languages. Like, this is, this whole book is simply on the Messiah, throughout the Old Testament and the New, and it ties it together. And I was like, well, you know, I, like, this, it's just, it's just, you find resources that are going to help. Yes, ma'am. What was the name of it? This is called, let's see, it is called The Messiah Revealed in the Holy Scriptures by H, and then I'll spell his last name. S-C-H-I-P-P-E-R. And then inside is, it takes the Old Testament, so like here's Isaiah, and then it points to all the verses in the New Testament that reference chapters in Isaiah. That's just, so you, you could probably find something similar like this, but in, not in the Hebrew, but these are all focused on the Messiah. 
So if you just want to share, you can come and get it later. Okay. If um, you can't take it home though. for a little bit, but um, learning the languages. And there's, a, a, that was the director of the Bible college. His name is Andy Dean. And um, he wrote a book that's called Learn to Study the Bible. And within this little small book, it's online. You can find it on Amazon. As a, He might have some paperbacks, but Kindle will work. He goes through 40 different ways to study the Bible. And some of the examples are simply like, oh, read this chapter for the next 40 days. And you have no idea what you will glean once you go over and over and over. Like when I taught at the Bible college, I taught the book of Ruth, I taught the book of Esther, um, Song of Solomon and Ephesians. And what I would do with those books for months on end is I would just read and listen, read and listen, read and listen, because I want to get the context. I want to understand what it's saying before I dive in and try to chop it up and do all this stuff with it. You know, so meditating on the word. Yes, ma'am. Read and listen to whom? Listen to someone read the Bible? The scripture, just simply, the, no. Sometimes I would use a, use a teaching, but... When I was trying to prepare lesson, I, just to break down a chapter, yeah. I needed to listen to or read that particular scripture over and over and over again. Like I love Song of Solomon, the very fact that she's like so excited about her man coming, but then she turns around and she puts a wall up and she puts a lattice up and she blocks him. But... I wouldn't have caught that because I would have been listening, doing somebody else's. So when you're reading it and listening to it, you go, oh, the Lord shows you the things that he wants for you to pull out. And then he goes, if it goes in the compartment, it just kind of gets chewed up and it begins to affect your life. Um, so commentaries, these are just a few. McDonald's Believer's Bible Commentary, they have that online now. And it's the whole entire Bible in commentary form, but he's pulling in other people's resources. And that gives you confidence to understand, oh, I don't know where the lake is. What, what is he talking about? I don't know what that location is, but within the commentary, you get an idea of where that, that um, lake or position or uh, uh, the event. Enduring Word, if you've never heard of David Guzik, like Dave, to me, David Guzik is like the mini Pastor Chuck. Because he's, he was taught under Pastor Chuck, so he knows verse-by-verse verse teaching. He brings up things that Pastor Chuck says, and then he brings in the things that God reveals to him also about that. And then Weirdsby's Bible Commentary, like, he has a whole entire commentary, but he has all the, the, B, the B series. Like, so if you're going through the book of Ruth, his B series is Ruth and Esther Combined. And it's just such a rich enhancement to you already meditating on the word of God. You know, in there's also um, uh, Bible uh, pocket dictionaries, Greek or Hebrew. Because sometimes anybody in here, you're looking at I'm like, I wonder what that word originally meant. Right? Those little handbooks, they're so cool. 
The other one is a Bible handbook, which is about all the facts. So you know how many, how many tribes there were. You know what city Jesus was in. You learn about um, like Jezebel and who she was, like a little snapshot to help you kind of quick reference what you, um, what you need. And also the internet has probably the same resources, but I don't know about you, I'm, I'm still sometimes, I need to pull out a book and I need to slow down to, to get an answer so I can fully comprehend it, right? And then the principles of leadership, since you are in leadership, find good leadership books. This one happens to be by Gail Mays, but there's Oswald Saunders who has a whole spiritual discipline set of books, leadership books. So find good leadership books. And then there's all sorts of online resources. Now, Bible Gateway is free. It's on the, on the, on the internet. Uh, Blue Letter Bible, so good. Um, for those of you who know um, Janie Alfred and her husband, right? Is that right? I can't remember what his name Justin, Justin Alfred, yes, that's what. Justin, Janie Alfred's husband, Justin. <laughs> um, he does both the Greek and the Hebrew Speaking. So if you want to know, oh, that word is Elohim, and then you would hear just Elohim. You know, I'm like, when the first time I was like, wait, I know that voice. Um, but this has all of those resources if you want to tear the Bible down. Um, then there's the Accordance and Logos Bible software. They're Bible software, and they have all sorts of resources. They t they've taken, a lot of them have taken all the old commentaries and they've made them digital. So then you can just go, oh, I wanna know about um, gleaning in the field. And it'll bring up all these different incidences of gleaning in the field, where you see Ruth gleaning in the field, right? And they're actually helping to give her her stuff. Or you see David, where someone wants to sell, the, someone wants to buy the, the land, but that's where they glean, the city gleaned. And he's like, nope, you can't buy. This is not for sale. And so you find those resources. Okay? Questions on these guys? And there's more out there. These are just some that I'm aware of and I've used in the, in the past. Uh, Blue Letter Bible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so in the Blue Letter Bible, it'll literally take the, the text that you're looking at, this verse, and it'll put it in the Hebrew with the English translation, and then you get, it tells you, okay, this is masculine or feminine, and all those things to help you kind of comprehend a little bit. So I love that, um, but I also love it in logos. If I had time, I'd pull up logos, and I'd show you I love, I love logos. Do you prefer logos or logos? Uh, logos. <laughs> yes. Uh, the accordions, the logos is money, but the other two are not. And there's others besides um, uh, Blue Letter Bible. There's the Bible uh, Gateway. They have tons of resources, Bible Hub. There's tons of online resources. You, and as you're going through it, you just want to, when you're looking at something, you don't want to just take it for, oh, yeah, this is truth. But in a sense, because you could be on uh, JW. You could be on a Mormon one, so you wanna you wanna double check where the you know like look at those first set of pages and find out who who they are. Like I pulled up one one time, I was like, what is an LSD? Was, because they just code it that way, right? And I'm like, oh, 
oh, well, you know, what is, oh, that's a reformed view or that, like, and so you want to, you want to, you want to understand it, but then bring it into truth, you know, and you don't want to get caught up in stuff. So here are opportunities like Bible studies. Where is your local Bible? Not for you personally, Joyful Life, but do you have a local Bible study either that you're wanting to start or that you're participating in? And I love to teach the Word of God. I've taught it at the Bible College, so I was one of those people who was like, okay, so how do, you, how, do you, how do you want to use me, Lord? What do you want to do, right? And now I'm just part of what God is doing, just like Kelly said today. Just kind of, I, I don't know if I've infiltrated, but uh, you just kind of go in and you just get to participate. And I have met the most amazing women and I've had opportunity to encourage and build up. And I've been encouraged and built up. There's a wealth right here in this room. Um, okay, so I was here for the clicks that they had here. So you guys are all looking at me like you have no clue what that is. That's good, so I get to explain. So what they did, it was an event. They had people go hiking. They had people go play uh, uh they had cookies and paintings, and they broke up into groups, and they all were out for the morning, developing community amongst community. And then they came back together for worship, for, well, food, <laughs> worship, and then the word. And I thought, that's just like so amazing, creating an event where all women, so you had the hikers, you had the bikers, you had the card playing ones, like you bring women together, under, like, okay, I'm just gonna be honest. At the church that I first attended, they always would have these craft parties. Oh, we're gonna be painting such and such, or we're always, and I'm like thinking, this, this is not. You know, like Brenda said, she, that's, this was me. I was like, oh, but, go on a hike, go do something else, that's who I am. So you get to open up the arena for your women to where they're not like, I have to put up with this. You know, okay, I did a birdhouse one, one time, I, I was there. Well, this is why I know I, I'm not that, this type of person. And this is what happened. So I, I left it, right? And they put all these birdhouses out for silent auction. And so I was like, oh, where's, where's my... They repainted it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. They know it's not me, so I never got asked again, which was great. Um, we talked about uh, book studies, like the knowledge of the holy. Um, I have one of the sweetest prayer meetings that I attend every Monday night. And there are two leaders that have been there for forever. One of them has been serving at this church for over 20-something years. And when I go into that prayer meeting, you think, oh, well, they just pray. No, we've become a community. And one of the leaders says, she texts us, okay, so this month we're going through Proverbs read each day, and then we come and we discuss, and then we pray 
what we have, what we've discussed. She'll do a simple teaching, kind of drawing us in, and in that, guess what happens? We've been equipped, we've been revived, we've been refreshed, and then we talked about topical verses, um, and then the Bible reading club. Find a way just to get together. There's one-on-one -on -one mentorship, right? I love one-on-one -on -one mentorships. I, my, like I said, my favorite book of the Bible is the book of Ephesians for young girls because knowing who they are is so important. For older women, married women, Song of Solomon, and you're like, wait, what? Like Song of Solomon is just like such. So find, find your niche, first timers. Find where the Lord has put you and he speaks volumes into you first. And then you're able to share that volume. I'm one of those people where if you saw me at my work and I had just got something revealed to me, every single person I came in contact with would know and hear, right? Because my heart is to teach. My heart is to equip. So let's be those women who are always equipping, even unintentional. And the fear, first time I stood up here, I was glad it was a, you know, was a real pulpit. But literally, my, I was like, literally like this. And, and there are times still where the Lord just brings me to a place where he puts me on my feet, I mean, on my face. And the other thing is, and this is one of my favorite things to do before I get to teach, um, is I spend time in worship, not, not, not praying, just spending time in worship. And if I'm about to go up on the stage, I'm right in the front during the worship time, and he has literally broken me right before I've gone up to talk. Because I want to be in that state that I'm humble and that I'm trusting and that my notes, if I don't get to them, I've been obedient to what God has called me to do. And that's the most important thing. And, and does it, do I have confidence sometimes? Yeah. Am I petrified sometimes? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, questions? Comments? burning thing, like I really want to ask this question, and if you don't have one, I have one. Right, so one of the things that I do is sometimes I'll just outline it. One of the most amazing things that Bible College did was they had us take the book of Romans and we had to outline every single chapter, right? And in the middle of the semester, they said, okay, now make it into each chapter, summarize it into a paragraph. And then they said, now for your final, one sentence to describe each, the, the whole thing to get you the theme. So you find a method. Outlining is one of my favorite ones in my head. Sometimes I just have to write it out. Well, thanks for joining us today. We hope you find this content helpful. 
Hey, stay connected with us on Instagram and Facebook for all that is going on, um, on with When She Leads. Hey, save the date, October 20th and 21st of 2023, as we have scheduled our big annual live event. We're going to be gathering and details will be coming out. And so I just want you to be able to pop that date on your calendar for now and plan on bringing your ministry teams for out for a weekend of refreshing, training, and connecting with one another. This year, our guest speaker will be Ruth Jo Simons. If you have not met Ruth yet, she's fantastic. Look her up on Instagram. Um, she reminds me of like the, the Magnolia, Joanna Gaines. Yeah, she's an artist. She writes Bible studies. She's been a pastor's wife. We've had her out. She's fantastic. So join us for that. We'll see you next time.